22 till the top of the hour on the Valley's Morning News. I'm Wes Carroll. And I'm Scott Miller. Dr. Sean Cruzen from CSU's Coca-Cola Space Science Center joins us. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, guys. Good to be here this morning. Here we are. It's a fantastic day. No, it is. It's a great day to, to be To talk alive. about space. It is. Uh, so let's talk about Puerto Rico because uh, obviously it's still uh, top of mind for a yeah. lot of folks. And Puerto Rico uh, is still in really bad shape. But we've got some new uh, imaging of Puerto Rico that is uh, really uh, eye-opening, isn't it? It is. And, there's, and actually, there's a couple of ways that NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory is providing some serious aid, some serious assistance uh, in the efforts, the relief efforts in both Puerto Rico and in Mexico, and that's what we'd like to talk about. It's really cool stuff. So first of all, what they're doing is they're taking a, a variety of their satellites that are imaging uh, the whole Earth, in fact, but they're pulling the data from Puerto Rico, and they have before and after images, so they can actually help figure out where the heaviest damage is so that resources can be focused there more quickly. Now, that's something interesting, right? If you're If you're trying to, if you're on the ground and you have uh, resources that you'd like to get to a really uh, heavily damaged area, but you just don't know where those areas are or how to get to them, you might want to have some photographs from space, some aerial shots or spaceborne shots that, that really show you exactly in high resolution where you can and can't go, what areas have, that were most heavily populated before the storm have been the most devastated, and focus your efforts on getting into those areas and figuring out routes how to get to those areas. So that's how NASA's JPL is helping down in Puerto Rico, and they're actually speeding up the efforts uh, and getting relief to more people more quickly based on those efforts. So that's that's something really cool, NASA JPL technology that was made for, for imaging the Earth and other planets now helping out in that hurricane relief effort in Puerto Rico. And also trying to help uh, find more of the uh, the victims and things there in Mexico so as well. And this it, is even a more amazing story to me in the sense of technologically. So they have this radar that is used specifically to measure the distance from a satellite to the ground. Now, why they have to know that to a high degree of accuracy is to tell whether that satellite's orbit is decaying and so they know whether to give a little boost and keep it in the proper orbit. It doesn't run into other stuff, all that kind of thing. Well, that that radar is so sensitive that it can actually find a heartbeat of a buried wow. person inside or underneath a collapsed building. My goodness. And it can also detect their breathing. So it can measure those microscopic m- movements, and it can do so in less than five minutes. And the unit is the size of a suitcase because it's space technology. It was built to be ultra lightweight and ultra small because that's what you have to build everything to go to space, right? Weight is money in that in that category. So, so this JPL-developed technology used for keeping satellites in orbit is actually being used very efficiently to help identify locations, Incredible. heartbeats, of people who are buried under buildings in Mexico. I just think that's an amazing story. And yet we still don't know who killed Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> well, and, that, and you know, these are the moments where... Wait, I, what? <laughs> hey, are, spoiler alert, buddy. <laughs> these are the moments where I have to reel West in. No, these are the moments... <laughs> <laughs> these are the moments where I have to say this. We get so insane about, oh, another... Are too white bread for me. Another $100 million spacecraft was lost. And I have to just say, wait a minute, the, the $100 million was spent on developing the technology. Yeah. It The parts of the spacecraft 
are not anywhere near. So the actual hardware loss is not anywhere near that $100 million. It took $100 million to develop the spacecraft because it took $100 million to develop the technology. Yeah. Hey, and the, technolo the technology still exists. It still exists on the ground. It's being used in a variety of applications. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no. Welcome to 2017 where uh, don't let the facts stand in the way of a good story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes the facts just have to be illuminated. And that's that's what I, I like to do on, on instances like this because this is really a fantastic, amazing spinoff technology from America's space program. Uh, a little bit more uh, uh, from Maria as well, an update. Yeah, last week I was in here talking about one of the largest telescopes on planet Earth, Arecibo, which is a gigantic radio telescope down in Puerto Rico. It looks like it fared the storm reasonably well. Now, what that means is it's damaged, of course, but the damage is not heavy infrastructure damage. It looks like, and remember, that telescope in Puerto Rico built with U.S. dollars, right, built for, through the National Science Foundation, uh, so that, that telescope in Puerto Rico looks like it's probably mostly okay, and some minor repairs might get that thing back up and running very quickly. Little known fact about that radio telescope, uh, the radio is permanently set on News Radio 540 WDAK. And there's regular listeners. Yes. We had nothing to do with breaking the knob off. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard those rumors, something about they're looking for a guy named uh, Ted Weedak. Their signal is so clear, too, because it's the most it's the second largest radio telescope on Earth. They can really pick you guys up. That's what I'm talking about. Some news for Blue Origin. Blue Origin. Jeff Bezos Rocket Company, and this is for their New Glenn rocket. If you don't know, if you haven't been following Jeff Bezos and Blue Origins, the New Glenn is almost the size of the Saturn V moon rocket. So this is not this is a rock that hasn't flown yet, but they've already signed up their third customer. So the idea is that people are really investing in Blue Origins and in Jeff Bezos' company, and they really believe in this concept. Now that's that's an important thing because new contracts mean new dollars, new dollars mean faster development, and you could be seeing the new Glenn. That's the name of it, New Glenn, named after John Glenn, named after the guy on The Walking Dead, <laughs> or that guy. I'm not yeah. sure which one. One of those two. I mean, Bezos probably makes a lot of money off The Walking Dead, so it could be that. But, uh, I, but I think it's John Glenn, actually. Oh, so yeah. so uh, America's astronaut, John Glenn. Anyway, so Blue Origins signs, signs up the third customer, and we're, the, the private commercial space race between Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk continues to get interesting. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Australia is going to have its own space agency. Oi, oi, oi. The NASA of Down Under. I like it. I dig it. They basically said, we are tired of being behind in the development of space technology. It is too great of an international industry for us not to have our own government-supported space agency, and we are jumping in the game, baby. And they probably have some nice uh, launch points there along their coast in places, don't they? They, oh, they would have absolutely have nice yeah. places to launch. So yes, no question. Makes and, sense, doesn't it? And in fact, they have already they have in fact been among the first countries to launch satellites mm -hmm. in in the early in the nineteen sixties. So so the fact that they've fallen behind is is something that's probably not all that uh, happy for them. So they're jumping into the game. And look, developments like this indicate that there really are big dollars and future development in space that are taking place. You have more and more private industries jumping in, more and more countries jumping in. America needs to pay attention to its own space program so that we are not the country that once was a great spacefaring country. When black holes collide, it was just gravitational waves detected in Italy? That's crazy, right? What? 
Yes. They're in, they're in Italy? They're in. They're everywhere. I think they're on vacation in Tuscany. They've been on tour for years. Yeah, the Gravitational Waves. Great band. It is a great band. I love that band. Uh-huh. Or is it Black Holes Collide? I think that was their hit song, wasn't <laughs> I think it? it was. <laughs> From the All Across Space Tour. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> No, there are black holes that actually collided, and they they gave off these gravitational waves, and they were detected for the first time by an Italian oh. instrument, an Italian gravitational wave collector. Remember, the first ever gravitational waves were collected right here in the great old United States, out there in Hanford, Washington, by something called LIGO, the, the uh, a research facility de- built specifically to detect gravitational waves in the middle of nowhere. Right, so it's Laser Interferometry Gravitational Wave Observatory (LIGO), and there's a there's a there's a parallel facility in Louisiana. So we have two in the U.S. LIGO actually confirmed the Italian detections, but the point is that astronomers are now seeing the universe in a new way through gravitational waves, which have nothing to do with light. And this is a first ever uh, era of new measurements in outer space that we can take based on these gravitational waves. We have a rapper, an Atlanta-based rapper, B.O.B. Yep. He says, we're all the victim of a huge lie, the Earth is flat. Yes. His exact quote is, I'm going up against the greatest liars in history. You've been tremendously deceived. And he's talking about the the shape of the planet. (laughs) No. No. Something even more fundamental than a two-party system. (laughs) Whether the planet is a sphere. (laughs) He he and his group of followers believe it is a disc, much like an old CD-ROM, another piece of dead media. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so (laughs) they think that Antarctica is in the center of the whole of the CD-ROM. I'm sorry, the Arctic. The Arctic's Uh in the center. Antarctica forms a ring around the edge of the disk with a wall that's 100 feet high with NASA personnel staged all along the outer rim of the disk to defend people getting up the wall so they can so they don't fall hmm. off the edge of the disk. That is very interesting. This is what's been it? put forth. And well, the rest of the planet Earth is just simply smeared out along that frisbee of a flat Earth disk. When you uh, when you look at the planets moving in space, they are uh, circles. Yeah, so I guess well, it makes some sense. Yeah, they're all they're all just discs. Mighty hey, deep. I the, here's turn to rappers for all. Here's the amazing part, knowledge. though. He's trying to raise money for his own satellite so he can launch it and prove it for himself. His own space agency. Oh, I'm wishing him the best. <laughs> he does oh. well with that. I uh, got an astronomy <laughs> night coming up. FDR State Park this Saturday night, 8 p.m. It's going to be a gorgeous night. Come out and see the nighttime sky. Still a great time in the mornings to uh, see Planet Palooza. Yeah, we're looking for that October 5th conjunction between Mars and Venus. Great stuff in the nighttime sky. Make sure you check it out. Website www.ccssc.org. Charlie, Charlie, Sam, Sam, Charlie.org. And of course, by phone, 706 649 1477. Dutch Cummings is sitting by. Always great to see you, Sean. Thanks, guys.